I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the high for season five of the, the Connor and Smith Show. Pause for applause. We're doing a first today. Why is it bonanza? I don't know. I just want to see if anyone knows. I knew. We got a right to pick a little fight bonanza. So tonight, no, today, wherever you're listening, we're doing a live podcast. Yes, with a live guest. So you saw Sound of Music live. This is just like that. This is just like that. Did we do sing-along? We're doing a sing-along version of the Conrad Smith Show. And our guest today is Amy Baron Smolinski. We are lucky enough to have Amy with us here uh, as she is visiting the States from Germany. And we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right. Well, welcome to our crazy house, Amy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so good it's to be here. So crazy. You guys, after a long, long time. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like the last time we saw you, didn't you come by? Like, didn't we meet you in the lobby of Signature Theater? We did. Yes. Wasn't yes, that like that right was... around our wedding or something? Like right before what was that it for? or after? It was right before, right after. Yeah. Yeah. You were just in town. I was in town for a conference. Mm-hmm. And um... for your work. For, for my work from which I am now retired. Ah, congratulations. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I, uh, I did a little sidestep into lactation and advocacy and maternal child health and finished with that, and now I'm back to theater. So I, I don't know if it's, it's like my second career, which is my first career. Uh, it's it's like you, you just did a side shoot there for I a did, little bit and then course corrected back to, yes. to basics, to SU. Um, where what you, brings you here now? Um, to the States. So I'm here now with my husband. He's in the Army Reserve. And so he had to do his reserve duty at Walter Reed this week. Okay. Um, and we hadn't been to the States for a very long time and COVID and all of that. So um, so we came and we spent a week in the Midwest with family and left the kids with the family. And um, Now Walter Reed is kind of like the hospital where the president will go, it right? Is. Yep. And why is that the best doctors? It just happens to be a military hospital. It's the military hospital here in DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was Walter Reed? He was. I know this. I know this. Great. Um, I don't know. Walter Reed was an army doctor who did like he made like remarkable um, discovery in treating yellow fever. Oh, interesting. And so he made like this massive contribution to um, science and medicine through that, through treating yellow fever when they back down when they were building the the canal, the Panama Canal. And we have Walter Reed Drive right here in Arlington. Yeah. How well, often right. does your husband have to do the Army Reserve, like you know, come like he's doing now? Yeah. Um. So he'll have to come here once a year from now on. He's in a new slot, and it's very. What he does is not very typical. So. Um, so he'll do like a week here, once a year, um, and then the rest of his reserve time he does in Europe because of his work is in global health engagement. So he like Europe's his territory. So global health engagement over the past few years has been an interesting really field interesting. to be in, right? Yeah, because yeah, now we're into monkeypox. I know, God, it's <laughs> Just true. Just don't have sex with monkeys. Yeah, or That's, strangers. Or strangers. Right. I, I haven't for a couple of months. <laughs> you should be good then. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, where are you from originally, Amy? Originally, I'm from Alabama. Really? Where are you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Wow. Whereabouts in Alabama? I was born in Fairhope. So. What a great name. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's down on the Gulf. We have a fair chance of hope here yeah, in Fairhope. Fairhope, Alabama. You went to school there? Nope. No. Nope. No. We left before I turned two. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. So. Where'd you go? Um, so I moved around a lot as a kid. Um, my dad went to one of the first PA programs in the country, um, and that was in Nashville. So I'm done with his PA. Physician assistant. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, pa? Yeah. Pa? <laughs> Pennsylvania? <laughs> right, right. I think Shenandoah... Yeah, that's sure one of the most prestigious PA programs yeah. that's hard to get into. Yeah, it's a it, the, the the career field is complete. I mean, my father's been retired for a few years now, but the career field has really taken off um, because PAs are mid level practitioners, like nurse practitioners, and so they which was my aunt was yeah a nurse they fill in a lot of gaps for patient care. So so we I went to Nashville, you, yeah. and then we lived. In eastern Tennessee, like, I actually lived in a Civil War age log cabin wow. in eastern Tennessee on the top of a mountain for a few years. <laughs> That's awesome. And, Walter um, Reed's house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then we just we just moved around because the laws for PAs, there's not a national licensure. So as the laws changed state by state, we kind of had to go where the laws were best for him to practice. So I lived in upstate New York, and I lived in Michigan, and I lived in North Carolina, and yeah, like all over the place. And then... My parents ended up in Iowa um, my, the summer before my eighth grade year. Did you ever go to the state fair? I did. Oh. I did go to the state <laughs> fair. Amazing. It was a great state fair. <laughs> Don't miss it. Yeah, um, wow. yeah no, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, and So eighth grade, you said? Yeah. Okay, and yep. then there. And then I stayed there through high school, and then I went to Shenandoah, and then I like bounced around the country a little more and kept swearing I was never going to go back to D.C., of course, I was also never going to ever marry a medical person or a military person because I was just way too much control of my life. I almost didn't go on a second date with my husband because of that. Like he was like, he was like, so he was trying to impress me. He was like, so I'm in the army and I'm like going to be a doctor. And I was like, well, you're cute. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. So yes, and here we are, 18 years later. <laughs> so he joined the army. While being a doctor or vice... So he did, um, he did ROTC. So he joined the Army in college, and they paid for his college. And then he did the Health profession Scholarship Program, so they paid for his med school. Um, and when we got married, he was like, well, you know, you're bringing a lot of student loan debt. And I'm like, yeah, and you're bringing 12 years of our lives. So... Right. Mine was paid off first. <laughs> wow. Um, How did you find Shenandoah? I don't know. I do not remember. I know I was looking, I was definitely looking for performing arts. Like I knew my whole life I was going to go into theater. And, um, and I had looked, I looked at University of Iowa strongly because they had a very strong program. Um, and that was back when they were still doing their big claim to fame was their playwriting workshop and like Tennessee Williams had gone there. And um, so it was like a big thing and yeah. they, they had a really strong program. Um, so I was looking at them and I was looking at and I was looking for places, but I really wanted to go to the East Coast. I was looking at places in New York City, but it was just completely unaffordable. Like, it was out of the realm of possibility. Um, and so, I do not remember how Shenandoah came across my radar. Um, I do remember, though, I had to do a video audition 
for them. I, oh. I did not set foot on the campus until my orientation. Wow. Yeah. And video auditions video back auditions in that day back then, yes. were, were a lot more difficult. VHS yeah. tape. VHS tape. Wow. Yes. Um, I did have access to a recording studio because that was my senior capstone project. Mm-hmm. was like, do it, you know, like that was what I was going into. So I, I was able to do like a fairly high quality video, but it was still a VHS video and it was like in an empty room. If we could have told young Amy at that point that just maybe 10, 15 years later, you'd be able to do all that with just a little thing you put right? in your pocket. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you would have been like, no, you're crazy. Do you yeah. remember what you auditioned with? Go. Oh, I don't. I think, I feel like I, it was something from like Guys and Dolls, maybe. Do you remember? Do I remember what I auditioned for? No, yeah, with. With, sorry. Uh, I remember my high school, but I don't remember college. <laughs> Blank that out, huh? I did. I have no idea. I, it's pro- it was probably like, uh, what's the song from Les Mis? Uh, Master of the House. God on High. <clears throat> oh, uh, Bring, him, Bring home. him Home. Bring Him Home. That's probably what it was. I would think that would have been the right time. Do you remember? Time. I do. Yeah, because it was really ballsy. I had seen... JCS and Good News, and I sang um, Heaven on Their Minds and Lucky in Love from Good News. So I sang from shows that they just did because I learned them by, like, I went home and, like, researched and was like, well, I want them to imagine that I could do this, but in retrospect, it seems a bit cheeky, you know? (laughs) Like, I can do this better. Who does she think she is? Right, right. Cause I don't know. It could have been... You know, they could have been like, oh, he came and saw the shows. Like, yeah. uh, right, he put in the work. Yeah, he was yeah. here. And I feel like, you know, there's also that, like, level of tolerance for, like, kids who, who don't know any better. I mean, you know, like, my kids come to my auditions and they're singing all kinds of wildly inappropriate things or songs from the show or, you know... In German? No. I'm just... <laughs> Nine. Nine. Are you speak Are German? you fluent? I am not fluent. I am... I am functional in German. I speak... I speak German about like a third grader. Um, Enough to order at a restaurant or something. Oh, ordering a restaurant, fine. I I do marketplace German. Um, My kids go to German school, so my kids are completely fully bilingual. Wow. And they have gone from like pretending that they're not associated with us at all (laughs) to being like, just let me order. I'll take care of this mom. Stop. (laughs) Amazing. That's great. And you can probably read it to a certain degree. I, yeah, my literacy is not, like, I can read menus and signs. A menu, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and I can can kind of do, but honestly, Google Translate has really hampered me from becoming Mm -hmm. good at reading. Intelligent, right? (laughs) Google Because I'm like, I just need to know what this says, because I get, like, all these letters and emails from my kids' school, and I'm like, I don't have time to try to sit through and, like, figure this out. I always try to learn five phrases. Yes. To whatever place I'm going. Exactly. Like, you have the, the five tourism phrases, like, yeah. hello, do you speak English? Where's Excuse the bathroom? Excuse me, where's the bathroom? Just, Table for however many. Yeah, yeah. water closet's great. Yeah. Water closet, no matter where you are, no matter what language. And actually, it's WC. Gone, I feel like in Europe, it's really gone to toilet. Like, yeah, to toilet, toilet across period. the board. Yeah. Everybody knows what, and in, in Italy, it's like toiletta. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. What's the biggest difference living in a German world versus an american world everybody follows the rules in germany everybody follows the rules yes and if you don't follow the rules then someone will let you know interesting yeah we should move to germany right <laughs> <laughs> boy and the nice biggest 
The biggest theater town is Berlin? I don't know, honestly. Berlin is a big theater town, and there's actually there's a lot of English-speaking theater in Berlin as well. Um, and Berlin's an amazing town. Like, it's, it's very cool. It's a great city to be in. It's just, it's very, um, it's like got everything. It's a little gritty. It's still got that, like, underside, if you're looking for that. But it's also, like, got this beautiful zoo and museums and history. What's the name um, of the park there? It cuts east and west? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember um, being on the, I, I'm horrible. I don't know which side is which. <laughs> Uh, I guess Berlin it was West Germany. East. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you used to be able to tell it's quite easily. Now, yeah. <laughs> when you're in East Germany, like you can still see like the the feeling of oh yeah of you know pre-war. Oh, Matt is producing a, a chunk of, of Berlin Wall. Yeah, Matt has just put on the table a little. It looks like a little conglomerate uh, mixture of rock. It is indeed from the Berlin Wall. I have a necklace that it's blown in glass that I wear. And then I teach a German student across the street, and her mother works for something, and they give away little pieces of the wall. That's so funny. And this That's used awesome, to have a though. thing on it that was like number blah blah blah. And yeah. I was, I was like, I, I, no one's going to care. Yeah. No, that's really cool. That's amazing. Now, do you make it outside of the town you're in now a lot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we love to travel. I mean, we've been there for a really long time. We've been in Germany for 14 years now. Wow. And um, so, and, and like a huge part of that is just because travel is so accessible. So we've been all over Europe, and my husband's been to Africa. He hasn't taken me there. Oh, wow. He came back. He, he just went, and he was like, we're going to Morocco. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. You said he me up. bike to Switzerland? He did bike to Switzerland, yes. Wow. Yes. You guys think you could do it? No. No. 120 kilometers a day? No. No. Like, nobody should do that. Like, my husband's an idiot. Listen. <laughs> listen, we once, one time, biked from here at a, they had, you know, capital bike share stands. We got a bike here in Fairlington and took it to our gym, which is on Glebe Road, one exit away. And that, it was just enough to almost kill us. <laughs> But it seemed pointless. It did. We have a car. <laughs> it was also exhausting, and it wasn't a straight shot. It was like hills and well, things. And this and... is also, like, I mean, D.C.'s gotten a little better, but, like, there's, this is, the U.S. is not a bike-friendly place. Right. Like, it is very, it's scary to bike here. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband actually got hit by a car while he was on his bike when we lived here. And then the, the driver sued him for, like, for like dinging his fender after he hit my husband and knocked him upside down and it was like crazy and so well you'll have bike lanes that are dedicated and you see the little bike man figure drawn in and then they just kind of like disappear and you're like yeah, oh, i don't okay. know so now we're just <laughs> where am i supposed to be and, yeah. right around the kennedy center they have really upped all of that like yeah. there's an actual lane we now. saw that and we went down to the lincoln memorial and my husband was like look at these neon green bike lanes yep. like this is that's great. new that's yep. new now they just need dedicated lights yeah for the bikes because i think that's what the issue is and the bike people on bikes need to follow all of those rules and we're not in germany so people don't, don't follow, follow the rules, the rules. <laughs> now is that because i'm being completely stupid here is that because because the countries in europe are kind of like a smaller district territory more countryside versus cities and it was more it was easier to control those where we we, we kind of look at the states as one big mass. land mass whereas like if maybe it was just arlington or just 
a certain of Maryland, they would do that. But like everything just feels kind of like it's just sprawling around. And you... how many how many millions of people live in D.C.? Anybody know? Mm-mm. Like in D.C. proper? Why don't you Google it? Five. But we just went through this. Just Google it. Right. Washington <laughs> D.C. population. Well, and and also wasn't America kind of just like made up and stolen and borrowed and stolen? I was going to say, I think I my like my personal theory on that is I really think it's because um, in Europe, like there's still an unbroken indigenous connection to the land. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I moved to Europe, and I, I mean I was doing my master's, so I was like immersed in that level of history. But but it was it was so palpable to me like how much damage white settlement and colonization did. Um, in in severing that connection because there's just a different philosophy about taking care of like what you have because it's like well this is this is our land this is where our livelihoods come from this is where our ancestors were buried this is you know where ch- we have to leave this for our children better and so it's just it's a and it's and it's not spoke I mean it's it's not spoken but it's enacted in policies um, like there's far more environmental you know, protective protections and there's far more, you know, it's just, it's, you just see that and it's not ever, like, I don't think it's anything that like, like no European is going to go, yes, this is my indigenous land or like whatever. Like, but there is very much a sense of like, well, but we all have to live here and like, we have to leave it livable for people who come after us. So um, it's like a renter. Yes, America is like the renter. So. America is like a. Europe is America more is the like owners. A really rundown rental. Yeah, <laughs> like Airbnbs. Trashed the place that we don't yeah. care you about. You care yeah. about it, but you don't really care about it. Right. Take it for granted, right? Yeah. And well, and also it's like okay, so there's rules like you said, or laws even for people on bikes, specifically in Amsterdam, which has around seven hundred, uh, nine hundred, over nine hundred thousand in the city proper. DC has seven hundred thousand. In the city proper so it's definitely doable yeah it's just the wanting of doing it and, and it's and it goes back to what we were talking about offline like the infrastructure i mean yeah. like and that's that's where that's where you see the difference that's where mm-hmm. i see the difference Absolutely. It's like really in the infrastructure because um like the cities like you would never see a city in europe that would not that does not have tons of green space and walkable everywhere um like you just you would never see there is no suburban sprawl there are no neighborhoods that don't have sidewalks like that's unthinkable like there's always a walkway and there's always you know like provisions and and mm. you can walk to like there's no food deserts in Europe like you you there's like four grocery stores in which is a huge issue town. here yeah um, I mean and, not here right but as you move out of yeah. the direct well, DC. even the trespassing stuff <clears throat> like if you're out like near the country or you want to take a walk or something like that you can walk you can anywhere. anywhere oh oh here's here's one that'll blow your mind so in germany there's a federal law that if you are hungry you can take any fruit or vegetable off of any land as much as you need to eat and that like that is protected wow like you like so if you get I'm shot and killed by, for it here yeah no yeah, like that that's totally. unthinkable like if i'm walking back now if i go with like a giant barrel I'm collecting and I start selling farmers markets tomorrow that's illegal too that's stealing but if I'm hungry and I pick an apple off a tree like that's a protected right in Germany and you can also you can walk through where the apples are growing where the apples are growing whereas here it would say no trespassing if you did you would get 
probably shot. Or, Again, or it's, not, it's, it's like a sense of ownership of the land only when it's just to keep other people out. Yeah, you know? no, it's really strange. Yeah. What, what was the Google result, Ryan? I just told you. 900,000 in Amsterdam, like 700,000 in D.C. Did I miss it? Yeah, that's fine. Well, it was obviously delivered in such a fascinating manner that it <laughs> stuck with me. I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened? Okay, so we got you to SU and then yeah. we went to Germany again. Let's go back to SU. So you did not set foot on SU till orientation. And then, right. so you were just kind of, oh my God, I'm in Winchester and there's nothing to do. Did you there's- do any research? I, so I had, I, I still have, I just, um, an aunt who lived in Hagerstown area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when we were, I don't think she was the one who suggested Shenandoah, but when we were talking Shenandoah and it was looking like that was a possibility, she was kind of like, oh yeah, like that's like an hour from me and you should go there and then you can come to my house and do your laundry. And, um, so I, like my parents didn't even come out. Like they put me on a plane <laughs> And see ya. Um, yep. And I stayed at my aunt's house for like four days, and then they took me to um, to Winchester and checked me in with my little suitcases, and and that was it. And then I was there. Did you have like, at least like a like a pamphlet? I I'm sure I had. Okay. Like they had. I mean, I got accepted. So right, they right. sent me all the brochures yeah, and all the stuff. I think Tracy was Bonner was on the on the front of mine. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. I think Matt was on the front of mine. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you were on the little... You and, uh, what, Maggie? Um, oh, oh, I remember that one. I think that one. was the one I got, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I that. still have it. <laughs> Am I wearing a, a, a sweater from Structure? I'll tell you. Talk about, like, your impressions when you first got on the campus. Like, uh, as far as... Yeah, honestly, I mean, I was I, I was charmed it. by it, right? Like, it was... it it Because when you first got there, and it was so small. Like, I haven't been back in years so I'm sure I know it's much bigger now but like it was it was so small and enclosed and it was like you crossed over that ridge and you're in Brigadoon yeah it was very Brigadoon and um and it was just and I was so excited to be like in college and away from my parents and like doing theater and you know like starting my life and so I think I you know I think I had some stars in my eyes but it was I mean it was really beautiful like I remember that that tree that whatever that the tree was that turned yellow in the fall, I just remember looking at that. And I'm like, wow, like this is a really beautiful place. Um, you you were kind of visible at SU rather than feeling kind of invisible with like a large amount of people. Yeah, you were kind of like, oh, I'm Amy, I'm Matt, and it wasn't like you know a lot of people. Yeah, like everybody kind of knew who, even the people that we didn't hang with. Like like I remember even the lacrosse players, we were like, oh hey, you know. Like, yeah. So it had been what? Uh, so you said eighth grade was Iowa, yep. and you spent and the rest of there, there, and then then you went. So you'd kind of gotten out of the traveling as far as like moving from place yeah. to place. Yeah, actually, my parents are still in Iowa. Oh wow! So. so did you get back into that mindset? Like as soon as you had to go to a different place and be somewhere, you were like, okay, this is like moving in all the places I did throughout my yeah, life. I mean, I was used to being the new kid. Right. Um, and it was like getting there as a freshman. Like everybody was the new kid, so it was sort of safer. Yeah. Um. And, um, yeah, and it was, yeah, it was, and I remember, um, the first thing I remember was the Alpha Psi Welcome Show. Oh. Um, because that was, so I got there in fall of 97, and so the seniors that year, like, the Alpha Psi Welcome Show was essentially a mashup of Rent and I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change. And 
you know, and I just remember going and watching. And of course, like I had Cat Shoemaker, now Cat Remy was my big sister. Wow. Um, yeah, and she was awesome. She was so like she was so protective and like here, let me let me explain to you how things work here. Right. Um, this is how this goes. She was fantastic, and um, and I just remember like going to the Alpha Psi show and watching all these phenomenal people sing their faces off, and you know, and I was like whoa, is this what I'm going to be like when I'm out of here in four years? Like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, these people are fantastic. Yeah. I have just emerged from the basement. Bum, bum, bum. And I have produced two ripped up old antique. Uh, Why are they ripped up? I don't know. I was scrapbooking. So one indeed has Maggie. One indeed has Matt. They are not the same photo. So they must have been front cover, back cover, I'm That's guessing. So here is Tracy Bonner and Maggie. Oh, yeah. A few other people I can't remember. Joe something. Um, that's not helpful to listeners. You have to post yeah. that on the Discord. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And then this one with a very young Matt Connor at the center. Front and center. Annie. That is a structure sweater. Yeah. yeah. And Annie Cerrone right there. And I ripped off everyone else's heads in a fit of rage or something. <laughs> um, what hmm? year was that? Do I don't know. That? Hmm, that was probably like 93, okay. maybe 94. Mm-hmm. But I started in 92 in the winter, in the middle of a year. Very photogenic. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always knew where to, where to photo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went through um, you arriving and uh, the Alpha Psi shows. Those were always so, like... Humbling. Yeah. Yes. Very. Yes, like, very oh, much oh. So. I remember one time someone singing Nobody's on Nobody's Side, that huge belting number from Chess. And it was Meredith Long and maybe Arlene. Anyways, and I was like, <laughs> What is this? What am I going to do? Yeah. I have a puppet. <laughs> and then I was also like, I don't know any of these shows. Like, what is this from? Yes. What is this? I knew Rent because it had been on right. the we Tonys, all did. right? Yeah. And we all like that was the, the defining thing. moment of our our generation musically, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, and then like like all that, I was like, wow, all these shows and all these songs, and, like these people can really do this. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Mm-hmm. What were, um, looking back, what were just some, it doesn't have to be a show, it can be a class, it can be a, a, anything at all. What were some, like, defining memory moments of your time at SU that, like, when you think of SU come up, like, oh my god, I loved... Performance Forum. No! <laughs> oh my god, I love Performance no. Forum. I'm trying to remember who I was sitting next to. I think it was Kelly Werner and I. We're in performance forum one time, and we got the worst case of the giggles, and it was like completely inappropriate. Like it was like a, a requiem with like <laughs> <laughs> with like by the violin, you know, by all the string players. It's like Friday before Easter. It was not at all funny, but and I don't know what got into us, but we just could not stop laughing, and it was one of those things where like it was the most inappropriate place to be laughing, and we're like trying not to laugh, which only makes it funnier. And, you know, then, and, and, you know, you get it under control and then like somebody would go and like, that was it. And that, so that's like my best performance forum memory. Cause the rest of them, I think have blinked out. You, I don't think there's any 
hardly any good performance memories, no, performance no. forum memories. The, all the performances were very the performances good. Were nothing great. against the anyone. Performance. Nothing against. No, anyone. you know what? You know what? The ones I did like were the dance, the always dance concerts. Always that they did, like they do the mini pieces. Yeah, that was entered. Like that was really gripping, and like it was always great to see. My favorite of all time, and I have it on video somewhere. Dun dun dun, is Mark Simowitz dressed up as Santa Claus and. Marcus Davis dressed up as Bishop Nicholas, St. Nick. And then they had a scene about each other's existence. And what? first of all, Marcus in a like bishop yes. hat and robes. <laughs> and it was the most hysterical thing. I remember <laughs> Marcus just like, I'm Bishop Nicholas. And I, I can't remember. I think Mark Simowitz had to say, had a line like, oh, really? Or something like that. And of course, it was like, oh, really? <laughs> and it was like, the yeah, gay St. Nicholas and gay Santa just like having a scene right in the middle of performance for him in the, in the old very, chapel. I'm very, very sad that I missed that. That must have been before my I have time, to dig that one up. That's it's, great. it's somewhere on VHS in a yeah. shelf. But um, no, so like memorable moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I, any moments spent in Lindy Herman's vicinity. Yeah. Sure. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was just such such an incredible and terrifying mm-hmm. inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um and I was really fortunate because she actually she was stepping down as my class was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um who took over? Uh Wade Franson. Wade Franson. Who was also <laughs> like probably my other favorite like moments came from him because it was it was such a gift to learn from the both of them. Um, sure. And because, like, she had, you know, everything. She had this whole body of work behind her, and she had, you know, the chops. And every once in a while, she'd do something to show you something, and you would just be like, oh, I'm in the presence of greatness. I'm yeah. just going to hang it up. Like, right. What am I doing here? Your, let me prostrate myself before you. So do you guys ever watch, like, old, like, actor studio things or scene documentaries where it's like, you know, these, this person, this woman standing in front of this, all of these actors, you're like, oh man, that's that's what acting is. That's what it felt like every time when you she wa- opened her mouth, absolutely, or like moved a finger. I think yeah. I may have brought this up with Fitz. I I can't recall, but I remember freshman year. Until she did something, and like I think upperclassmen knew and just never let on. But we would all be like, man, what does she know anyway? And like, like, cause she would just read us for filth. And we were like this bitch, like, and we would go eat. I remember like Fitz, a couple other people, we would go to the student center and, you know, eat like mozzarella sticks and bitch about the class. And, and all of us be like, yeah, she's, what does she know anyway? That kind of stupid thing. And then the day it was the waiting exercise. And she was waiting for at the dentist cause she had a toothache. And she couldn't wait anymore. And it was all about, you know, she got up and did this. And we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's incredible. She's done it 20 years in a row. I'm sure she picked the same thing. Yeah, yeah. She's based on her teeth. It's it's actually true. But the the thing is, she was as good every single time. I mean, she was consistently incredible. Did any of you guys ever get to see her do stuff? At uh, the um, Totem Pole? Yes. I saw her in Grace and Glory up yeah. there. Um, it's funny you mentioned Mark Simmons because he gave me a ride home. Um, and we just were like, <gasps> like, we were like crying on the way back. We were like, she is so 
amazing. And, like, yeah, I, I somehow I remember being in the car with, like, Kevin Cullen and Mark Simowitz. And yeah, sounds right. about how, like, we were just blown away and how, like, well, that's that's it. That's the goal. Like, that's what we're working towards for our entire careers is that, you sure. know, someday maybe we might be in some approximation of, of that level of, of just mastery mm-hmm. of the craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, everything was completely controlled. She was always, always completely in control of every moment on that stage, even when she was out of control. Like, it was just... She always had a way of, of teaching you all of that as well. Yeah. Even though if she might have been a little mean every once in a while, it was never in a, a, mane- a malevolent. Say it. Yeah. No, you were right. Malevolent. Malevolent way. It was always. I was like, say what? I'm not in your head. <laughs> Thank you. I want to be. But it, you, malignant. Because uh, yeah. it was hard taking all of that, yeah. especially as young adults you know just learning what life is and having the the attitude of oh what does she know what she's talking about and she, i know everything she, was kind of, she i just remember always <laughs> understanding what she was trying to get yeah. across I was like oh right of course yeah that so makes complete she said, sense she said something to our class and i, oh, I don't remember because i didn't we didn't have her for improv we my class did not have her for um any classes I don't think um because Wade came in and taught that and um Dr. Franson we're not I don't know that we're on a first name basis I haven't talked to him in 30 years <laughs> probably not that long right 15 right um but um but I remember working with her on so I got cast in Raggedy Ann and Andy my second semester and um she was only directing she was directing point. at that point and I just remember her saying something, and I don't know if she said it to me or if she said it to somebody else, but she said, for God's sakes, if you're going to be on the stage, take the stage. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Mm. And I say that now. I say that to my students. I say that to my directors. And I'm like, listen, I am attributing this to my wonderful acting teacher who was like a genius in college, and this is hers. And then I do my like Lindy impression. And, and I'm like... And I'm like, for God's sakes, if you're going to be on the stage, take the stage. And they all look at me and then they're like, how do I take it? Uh, Where do I put it? Um, (laughs) I remember her also, the opposite side of that, every time she would come and see something, she was so generous. She was so generous. And she would say little, like, magical things, like... And she would notice, like, the tiniest thing that you did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, very specific. And you're like, yeah, she was actually watching. You know, it's not like, yeah. you know, what we all, or at least what I turned into of, like, you going to see something and then, you know, not knowing what to say to someone. She always had... Yeah. You were up there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you were up there. The music was great. That <laughs> happened. Because <Right. laughs> well, at that time... So at <laughs> time in college, you're trying to portray other people while still trying to figure out yourself. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think that was really... That, that was a really big challenge for so many of us. And, and it was interesting because it was... Like, all the instructors knew that. They all knew. And they knew when they were pushing us to do something that we had no business doing. Yeah. But they were like, do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, mm. Yeah. So that was that was great, and then um, yeah, and then um, when Wade Franson came in, I think he came in my junior year, so I had him for directing and for improv, and it was amazing because he was like 
very, like, it, he and Lindy were very complimentary to each other. Like, she, she was, you know, this grand dame and had all this history and this amazing experience. And he was very youthful and energetic and um, kind of where we are now in, you know, like, sort of in that place where, like, you've done enough that you can, you, you can solidly teach, but also, like, you, you're still excited, you know, like, this is very exciting and it's great. And, um, and he was so energetic and so, like, um, innovative. And he'd come from Second City. Mm. And so our improv class was lit. Mm. It was amazing. Wow. It was whose line before whose line was whose line. I mean, it was like we were literally doing all of the same things. Before and that even Before happened. that even was a thing. And then and I was like, oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I see it's from a hat. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm, I'm jealous I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but her true. improv class was... Oh, I... He took it twice. Yeah. I did take it twice. I, yeah. I wish I could have taken, like, every class with her twice. Mm-hmm. I remember someone asked me, like, you don't have to take her class twice. Why are you taking her class twice? And I, and I said, I think I missed something. And literally, that's the one class I think of the most. I also think about backstage. Any show backstage? No, at this at that studio oh, theater. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, with all the graffiti. Like, all the graffiti, all yes, the props, like, the history there. Of, just stuff everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you needed something, it was there on a shelf. No, like. I take it back. I she taught our basic acting class, like our first basic acting class our freshman year, because that's when we when she, we got the the two lake mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. So she. Yeah. So I did. I did get to take the basic acting with her, and then. I was in a whole bunch of stuff. So I went in as a music theater major, and then I got freaked out. Um, oh, no. Byron got a cough. He's got COVID. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I don't. I'm a, I'm a pug. I don't yeah. get COVID. Um, yeah, I got freaked out by, like, being overwhelmed. Because I, I was always, like, academically, like, top of everything. valedictorian in my class and top of everything. And I, I couldn't stand the thought of not being the best and so I did this stupid thing where I dropped piano and oral skills because I was so intimidated and afraid that I was going to mess up my GPA which like in retrospect like if I could go back and look at my 18 year old self and slap her upside the head I'd be like nobody gives a shit what your GPA is like that doesn't matter (laughs) yeah you use that to get where you are now now it doesn't really matter no bearing on your life no one's gonna ask it no I don't even know what mine was thankfully (laughs) I didn't even need it like when I went to grad school that was a big thing because I went into a, a grad program um that did mm-hmm. um, experiential learning and it was like a different like it was an adult learning and they didn't even ask like they didn't even, they wanted they didn't even want my transcripts they were like just send us a copy of your diploma you graduated you're right? like and, I worked so hard right. for well, and not only that but they didn't do grades it was all pass fail and I remember oh, wow. one of my friends was like how's your little inner overachiever gonna handle that and I was like that's rude <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is brought to you by Nyakers Pepper Cacker. Um, this is some kind of ginger snap. You are what? It's Nyakers Pepper Cacker, right? This is a this is a, a a promo spot ad. I'm just getting a ginger snap, and I needed an excuse to do a commercial. Oh, Nyakers, yeah. Pepper Cacker, Kakor or something like it's that. It's not Kakor. All right. Well, anyway, I'm having a cookie. Um, so so. So those were moments of 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 bliss, joy, things you remember. 
of your time there. I mean, Raggedy Ann and Andy, that was you and Scott, right? No, that was Leslie and Scott. It I was, was Leslie I was the French doll. Not Babette. Yes, Babette. Was it? Oh, oh my God, where did I pull that out of? I saw it. Because it was such a momentous, you know, like memorable performance. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Babette, I just pulled that out. I've been pulling so much stuff that I it must have been dead inside. <laughs> like we were talking about The Wizard of Oz with Dolly Stevens. And I was like, oh, Gail Braswell was the... Where did that yeah. name come from? I haven't thought about that in forever, but... I guess as we reawaken and rekindle a lot of these things, things kind of... All these memories are floating up. They are. suppressed it's memories therapy. are coming up to the surface. It is. Yeah. <laughs> like, dig deeper. <laughs> what happened... Think back further. What happened post-college? Like, what was your... So, well, so, so no, so I didn't graduate from SU. I um, neither. Yeah. Which I didn't realize, mm-hmm. I don't think. Because, um, yeah, because you and I worked together at the mall. At Kirkland's is the name of the store. We need to take a moment for Kirkland's. We do need to take a moment for Kirkland's. I still I have. have Kirkland's. <laughs> so did we. We had great discounts. <laughs> I have to get something to show you. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Trip. Yeah. I still have something from Kirkland's. Should we just go down to the basement? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. Was it Kirkland? So Kirk, explain Is Kirkland. it the Kirkland? Kirkland's was like, it was like, uh, it was like a poor man's bath and body works. It was like home goods. And like decorating, and there was like a huge candle section. Am I am I remembering? Is, isn't Kirkland's like the Sam's Club like brand? Yes, probably. Right. I don't know. I don't that know if wasn't it was in then. any of the corporate orientation that I went. And through, it may not have been then, possible. but I think now. Yeah, they yeah, probably anyway. bought okay. it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so it was. But I mean, it was like. I think it was the last in my. Dream of dead end mall jobs that I worked before I left. Okay, I'm producing. Oh, oh Kirkland is Costco. Oh, I remember those. This is a like, oh, it's Costco. It's Costco. Right, right, right. This is a three drawer um, little uh, pencil. I really, it's pens and crap goes in there, but this is from it the is. Kirklands. It's a craft keeper. Yeah, yeah. It's for like all the little bits and pieces and bobs and. Whatever. It's very nineties. It is. It's so nineties. But uh, I'll put a picture in the Discord so y'all know what That's we're very Pier about. One Imports. Yeah, Kirkland's was a that poor was man's Pier yeah. One. Yeah. 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 So it looks sure. like Kirkland was bought by Costco. Oh, so that's Sam. So if you Costco. go and get their sort of like, not generic, but they're a brand of stuff, it's uh, like a Costco Kirkland. I thing. liked working there, except when it got towards Christmas mm-hmm. and then it was like. Zooey. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the, my but favorite. Do you remember time. the candles? Do you remember the, what was it, the cake batter candle that every time. They would light that. Mm-hmm. We would all get so hungry because it smelled ridiculously yeah. good, yeah. and it did smell exactly like cake batter. Yep. I, don't know how they did that. I loved their candles. Yeah. All of their candles were great. Um, so you lived with your husband on a base or someplace in America before he was transferred to Germany. Oh, you like skipping way ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> There's like two cross continental trips before that. Oh my God. Yeah. And this is right post college. Um, no. So. So I left after my junior year because um, Hal wouldn't let me take advanced directing. Why? I had my Mr. Cart moment with him. So he was mad at me because when I switched from BFA to BA acting, he tried really hard to push me into children's theater because um, he was like, look, you know, this is, this is your market. Like, this is what you're going to do. And honestly, I think also it may have been like 
Lindy's gonna like you need to go work with Lindy which was great you know and um but I was like well thank you but that's not what I want to do at all you know like I'm a serious dramatic actor as sure. right, right? I'm like, it's your money you know well or somebody's right yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm never going to do commercials and there's now like radio ads with my voice on them in Seattle so I'm like no I'll do I'll do I'm fine. yeah it's fine I was uh, the hubris of the youth um so he got he was mad at me for that um, for a long time, and, and because of that, he wouldn't cast me for a very long time. So I most of what I did at SU um, were Lindy's shows, which I'm super grateful for because it was such a gift. Um, but he only cast me in one straight play, and he gave me this like horrible, stupid role. That didn't what make play sense. was it? It was Marathon 33. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, remember the Blue Cross Blue Shield show where like everybody got injured? I had a concussion in that show. Really? Yeah, like I actually blacked out during the one of the rehearsals for the mob scenes because there was no. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Were you there for that? Mm-mm. So there was no like fight choreography. I wasn't or in anything. that. You weren't in that. No, Mm-mm. you were lucky. Yeah, there was no fight choreography. First of all, it was like the largest straight play cast ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this huge mob scene, like in one of the dance halls, a mob fight breaks out. And so, like, literally, we were all standing around, and he was like, okay, and then you tussle with him, and you do this, and then you pick her up, and then you do that. Okay, now go. And when I, like, then when I later took an actual fight <laughs> workshop, I was like, oh, my God. How did we not kill somebody? Yeah. We, I know. But we, we did, like, there was blood on that stage every single night. Like, we all bled on Orstrom Bryant for that show. Yeah, I remember someone during Crazy For You, just saying, can anybody fall from the second story? And you're <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I can do that. Just put, you know, put some knee pads on. Sure, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. Is there anybody who's going to tell me how to actually do it? Oh, no. oh if not, no. Oh. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just falling. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still do it. Sure, you don't need me to be in the next show, right? <laughs> right like... yeah. Is there something I should sign in case? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, so that was the one straight play that I got into, um, and the rest of it, I was all. Um, I got to work with with Lindy and Wade Branson, which was which was great. Is Wade um, still there? I don't know. I think he might be. I need to look him up. But um, so I took directing one with him, and I fell in love with directing. And I was like, "This is amazing!" Like I could see myself do. Like I could see myself directing. Like I want to learn more about this. And I went to Hal after my junior year, and I was like, "I was like, you know, I'd really like to take the advanced directing class. I have room in my schedule for it. Um, you know, I I could do it as an elective. I I really." like the opportunity to learn from you because he wasn't teaching directing anymore. And, um, and he was like, uh, that class is really full next year. Mm. It had four people. Uh. It had four people. And I was like, you know, I think I'm done here. Like, I don't, I don't think I want to, like, I don't think it's worth my time and money to stay here because that's ridiculous. Sure. And so I had a friend, um, who'd actually been my mentor when I was in high school and we'd done theater together and she directed me and she'd moved to Council Bluffs, which is the Iowa side of Omaha. And she was like, you know, there's a lot of theater in Omaha and UNO has a great program. And, you know, why don't you, like, why don't you just contact them? And so I called them and I was like, so this is out of the blue, but I'd really like to transfer in my senior year and take advanced directing. And they went, well, we don't have advanced directing, but we have a brand new directing faculty member coming in. So if you'd like to design an independent study advanced directing, we would be thrilled to have you. And they gave me a scholarship and they, and I was like, okay, sure. So I went to Omaha and I did my senior year there, um, which was really 
interesting and like I'm very glad that I did that for a number of reasons. Number one, I'm really glad, like thanks Hal, um, for that lesson in boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to say, okay, this situation isn't working for me. Right. Was it a bigger school? It was. It was a bigger school. It wasn't necessarily a bigger program. Right. Um, but it was a. It's, it's a large school and it's a liberal arts school and it's in the middle of the city, like literally in the middle. And it's a beautiful campus and their building is amazing. It's like this crazy 20th century architecture place um and um and I had and the the Nebraska Shakespeare Festival was affiliated with the school at that time and the founder of the Nebraska Shakespeare Festival was my periods and styles acting instructor and so that was amazing um and I remember (laughs) um so it was and and also it was great to just be in a bigger school where I and to go in my senior year where I had all of my because I had all my prereqs done, like I had everything transferred, and so I was able to do things like I was invited into a graduate seminar course on like deviance and cross-dressing in Renaissance theater, which was the coolest course I ever took. Um, and so I was able, to, and and I I was introduced to concept there of theater as activism. One of the professors there was had worked with Augusto Boal, who founded Theater of the Oppressed in South America, where they would like send out actors to improv these scenes of like oppression happening um and you know kind of to push very much to push bystanders um and um and so they would do the scene to and then see what happened and then afterwards they would break and they would say to the bystanders okay this was a scene but like how did you react so i mean sort of the precursor to like bystander training that that's Mm -hmm. done now um and so it was it was just a huge broadening of my horizons, um, and my events directing class was amazing. <laughs> so you left junior year too? No, senior year. Oh, you left your senior. You left your junior year. I left my junior year. I left. I left at the end of my junior year. So yeah, I me did, too. I just did my senior year. Yeah. I left in the middle of my. I did my senior year, year in L.A. Did you? Uh, <laughs> school of the school boat of down the, on the water, yeah. right? <laughs> in a van down by the river. Exactly. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. So you get out of uh, Nebraska. So, yeah. So I got out. And, and Omaha is a fantastic theater town. Like, it's a really cool city. Um, there's lots of corporate money there. So there's lots of arts. It's very vibrant. There's, like, a bajillion theaters there. Um, and so it was a great market. And um, and so I had done, like, I worked. And the school let you do shows outside of the program. Um, and so I had, by the time I graduated, I had done two shows at UNO and then I'd done a show at the Playhouse and I was actually working in admin at the Playhouse my, um, my last semester. Um, and then uh, I graduated from college, lost my job, got laid off and totaled my car in the same week. Oh my God. And Dolly Stevens called me and was like, hey, I really need to take a break um, and I know you've done the arts management thing. Like, do you think you could come out and run my theater for a year? And I was, because I, I worked for her this summer before. Let's talk to Dolly. That's yeah. This is great. Kismet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like 22. So I was like, sure, I can do that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, sure. I can do six impossible things before sunset or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went out and did that and, um, and that, that was my first job out of college was running a theater. 
Um, and it was great. It was it was really wonderful. It was out in Loudoun County, and um, I got to know like phenomenal community there, and um, I'm really grateful for Dolly's giving me that opportunity. Um, and then at the end of that season, um, Opera Omaha had a job open up for their they. I had actually interviewed for the job a year earlier, and then they hadn't filled the position because they'd been trying to get funding. It was for their first director of community programs. So it was education and outreach. Um, and so I took that and I went back to Omaha, fully intending to settle there. Like I bought dishes, you know, like not cheap ones, like real dishes, because I wasn't gonna move anymore. Right. <laughs> and, and, it, and it was great because I had like, you guys won't believe this when I tell you that. Nobody will believe this, but I had a two-bedroom apartment in an historic, like, 1900s building with hardwood floors and a fireplace for 500 bucks a month. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. In Nebraska? In Nebraska, yeah. 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 South Carolina was the same. Yeah. Like 500 bucks just, for a house. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so this I was is like, the yeah, way it is everywhere. Great. I was like, look, I have, look, I have, I have a job. God, that makes I me have sick. health insurance. I had, I had an agent. I was doing commercials. I was doing theater. I was, I was getting paid to direct shows. I was doing all kinds of. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal, and it was great. And then I met my husband. Uh, <laughs> but had you stayed at SU, you probably would have ended up. Like doing a theater for children's yes, theater tour. Yes, I'm sure I would have done that. Gotten stuck in that loop yeah. somehow. But it would have, probably would have wound up being a call from Dolly. Anyway. Yeah, I probably yeah. would have ended up working That's for true. Dolly. Yeah. 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 Are we playing sliding doors here? Yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> right? yeah. You met your husband and then... I met my husband in Omaha. Um, I was at the Modern Art Museum scouting out locations for an opera because we did opera in the community and we'd have like people come sing arias. and. They're opera at us, out, yeah, in, the, out yeah. in public spaces. Yeah. Um, actually, Opera Omaha has the largest community chorus of any opera in oh, the well. United States. Well. Like, they have a very big... Um, I, I was just portrait. joking because I was yeah. imagining, like, oh my god, it's a pop-up opera. I'm in yeah. the mall. Yes. All I want is my... <laughs> right? They're doing the opera thing again, yeah, guys. Right. Let's go. Jeez, run before the soprano gets <laughs> right, right. Um, And so, um, so I was scouting out locations, and I... I wandered into the modern art museum because I really like modern art and all of a sudden I hear this voice behind me and this guy's like so like what's the point of that and so I turned around and I told him and he was like no I don't think that's it at all and he was like but don't you really think this is really hold and he starts having an argument with me about modern versus classical art well his sister was a an art history major at Notre Dame <laughs> so there's that so there's that yeah la yeah, da right <laughs> and so like <clears throat> So, so like, he had some ammo, actually. Yeah, so which which is why I continued to engage in an argument with a stranger in a museum. And then he was like, can I buy you coffee? And I'm like, no, I don't drink coffee, but you can buy me a tea. And so, <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, that's pretty much set the tone of our entire relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And did you guys stay in Nebraska for no, a while? So he was in med school at the time. Oh, okay. And you were like, here we go. Right, and I, yeah, and I, t- I told you, like, I almost didn't go on a second date with him. And, uh... And so, but he was really charming, so like, I took him to the opera. And, <laughs> and, it, it was at yeah. a mall, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Down um, at the And brewery. he's a doctor? He's a doctor. So does he have to have a specialization, like I, I yeah, specialize so he's, in? Yeah, he's a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor, um, which in the Army in the late 90s, early 2000s meant he was doing um, care for the 
amputees and the TBI patients coming from the war. Mm. And so he ended up um, matching into the residency program at Walter Reed, at the old Walter Reed um, in D.C. And so we had to move back to D.C., which was the other thing I really never wanted to do. Um, but, uh, it, like, you, you can't say no to the Army. Like, they kind of own you. They, t- they get to tell you where you live. So, um, so we were back here for four years, and the twins were born here. And then we got stationed in Germany, and we've been there ever since, which is really unusual. But you're continuing your theater in on base, basically. Yeah. Can you yeah, talk so to I that? Yeah, so I had no idea that the Army actually has community theaters. Mm-hmm. Klauterhausen? What? Kaiserslautern. Kaiserslautern. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. I got a phone call. Uh, Kaiserslautern? That's the American way to pronounce it. Okay. So what's the, what is the correct pronunciation? Kaiserslautern. Kaiserslautern. Yes. It's literally Kaiserslautern, which means, Lauter means river. So it's okay. The King's River, which is weird because there's no river there anymore, but there used to be. Global warming. Right. And that's on the west. Yeah, it's in the southwest corner. So I'm like 20 minutes from the French border. So so you were saying that the military does, uh, has community yeah, theaters and so, bases. Yeah, so the military... <laughs> Oh no, the mail came. Uh, That's okay. That is a new experience for us. I hope that was the mail because no one ever puts things through our door. It's just an envelope. What's it say? Who? Oh, perfect. Oh, it's it's Amy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That she was calling to say she has money. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) No, she's gonna call again probably. It's okay. Okay. Do you want to use my phone? No, it's alright. No. That's fine. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, right. right yeah, <laughs> That's okay, what right. it is. Kaiser Slauten. Yes. Um, so the King's the, River. The military has, um, the Department of Defense has a morale, welfare, and recreation, um, which is like things for service members and their families to do um, to improve quality of life. And one of the programs that developed out of this, which I have no idea about, is community theaters. Um, and the Army actually has like, like a paid program still. But but it's still like it's so it's still an, a, a a part of the army's branch of like MWR like this is a, a thing that they do, um, and particularly overseas because like there's if you I mean aside from us if you want to go see theater in English you have to go to Frankfurt which is an hour and a half away and Got it. frankly the Frankfurt English Theater doesn't really do that great of shows and so you know. Um, so yeah, so it's like a, an opportunity for people to do this, and I had no idea until we moved there. Um, we moved there, and I like, like moved to Germany with two-year-old twins, and I was like, "Well, I'll just do a master's degree." So I did that for two years, and then I was like, "Okay, now I want to do theater." You, you had to go to Germany with two children. Yes. At two years old. Yes. Wow. Yes, That's that was insane. the longest flight of my life. Um, one star, do not recommend. <laughs> if you definitely, can avoid it. Yeah, definitely don't move with two-year-old twins if you can do not. Um, so you did a master's just because you're like, eh, yeah, might as well. Yeah, I did. Well, I always knew I wanted to do a master's. And after having done like that one year at Omaha where I was like, look, I can study everything. Right. Um, then I was like, 
I want to study something interesting. <laughs> so um, I did a master's in <laughs> history and culture. Oh my goodness. Eddie Spaghetti it's is the white filled dog. with excitement. It's the white dog. I'm so sorry. There's a, he has a nemesis across the street. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures Maggie from Kaiser. One eyebrow baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just found the um what'd you find? Did you find the tourism? Oh yeah. Humberg Tower. Yeah. Burkhoenaken, yeah, my husband bikes over there. Oh, it's just something about a Japanese park. Japanese garden, yeah, it's really beautiful. That's right downtown. That's kinda cool. Um, and it's actually adjacent to like their huge, like big city park that's called the, the Garden Show because they do like a big garden show every year and it has life-size dinosaur statues in it which is really cool so you can do the Japanese garden and the dinosaur park in the so do you wow. come here for a, a brief visit and realize that things are a little bit more expensive or that things are a little bit more cheap uh a balance of stuff up until this spring I would have said it's it's much more affordable for us in Germany, but but that's also because we're there on military orders, so like we're tax exempt. We pay, I mean, we pay U.S. taxes, but we don't have to pay like sales tax or right. um, or you know a lot of things. So um, so we kind of have a like we're subsidized to be there. So I, I don't know, but in terms of like yeah, up until this spring, like our grocery we always grocery shop on the economy because it's much. It's it's fresher food because it's local and it's it's it has been much more affordable. But now that's changing because supply lines are. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been affected by the Ukraine. Yeah. 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 So. Um, and inflation is is. Global. And inflation is yeah, yeah inflation is hitting hard and that's that's actually that's hitting the other direction, um, because like our cost of living allowance is going mm. down because um, it's that's supposed to even out your purchasing power. And guess what? Nobody in the U.S. has any purchasing power, so neither do you. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. And I guess fuel, too, is affecting everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things we have. Like, we can... There's, a, there's an agreement where we can pay discounted gas prices. We don't have to pay the German taxes on the gas prices, so we don't have to pay as high. But it's still... I mean, it's, it's high everywhere. Yeah. There's no cheap gas. But you, but you've been continuing your your passion and love for theater through uh, directing, yeah, uh, acting, teaching, teaching all that yeah. over on base, yeah. And what is the what is the place you perform in like? What is the theater like? Um, so it's it's an old warehouse that mm -hmm. was converted to a movie theater that was then converted to a live theater playing space that was then renovated. So it's, um, it's, it's not a bad space. I mean, it, I look at it and I'm like, if I just had fly space, right. so much. Right. Um, but you know, we're, we're able to do a lot. We actually, we have our own scene shop, um, backstage. Oh, wow. We have a classroom. Um, so our backstage area is kind of treacherous because it's like, like you go, you go through the levels of history. So like you go back and then you have to go up a stair and then you have to go back again. You have to go like through doors to get to like the backstage that they added on later. So sounds uh, like a great space. Though. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely haunted. Like oh. totally haunted. Really? Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we never know what's going to happen there. Like our lights are all twitchy and you know, like we, we had a, we had a flood um, this season. Um, because we didn't realize, we didn't know where the sprinklers were, 
and we didn't realize we were supposed to turn the sprinklers off before we ran the fog machine and somebody moved the fog machine to a different location to heat it up and it ended up being right underneath the sprinklers and oh my so, god yeah. that all happened because somebody whistled backstage that was exactly what it that's, is that's yeah. totally what it that's was that's totally yeah. what it is and people, people thank you for saying that because <laughs> i say that all the time i'm like no no whistling in the theater because i just got the job as manager in february um and so i've been involved as a volunteer for an, a contractor for years but i hadn't really been in charge of anything and I got the job in, in February and I'm like no whistling in the theater <laughs> and people are like what and I'm like no seriously like please do not tempt fate so, like there's you're no fly you're supposed to go okay. outside <laughs> go outside and like turn around, around three times, times yeah. spit over your shoulder yeah, yes. exactly right yeah. yeah you guys remember that yeah was there another one you're not supposed to do? Or no uh, peacock feathers great job Mac you put peacock feathers on stage do you remember that during King Herod for King Herod that's a thing, yeah. Peacock feathers on stage, oh, right? Am I right? You're right. I forgot about that. Though. Yeah. Which is why. And then the Scottish this, play. Right. right. That's the, the turnaround spit yes. thing. That's the turnaround. Not okay. Not the whistling. No, the whistling yeah. you just the will whistling get hit. Just, yeah. You'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just die. Yeah. Well, because the whistling is what signals the fly the, yeah, stuff. Exactly. Right. right. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I used to be a whistler. <laughs> <laughs> Broke you with that hook. I can't anyway. perform anymore, so I've learned the. <laughs> <laughs> now you now you call shoes. <laughs> I did. I didn't know that. That's how they called cues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we learn that in we music did. theater? Mac, no, we learned that from Mac. Oh. Mac was like the keeper of all those old right traditions. Right. Is he still there? Yeah, I don't know. And don't Bill? Know. No, uh, Mac is back here living in Alexandria, oh, which is where right. he's from. Oh, cool. Bill is still there. Bill is still there. Peacock feathers are generally banned in theater due to their history of bringing bad luck. It is said that the evil eye in the peacock feather is blaming, is blamed for bringing destruction to many a theatrical production. Mm. Ah, maybe they it was done on purpose because the destruction was coming to Jesus. Right? <laughs> I was going to say they went on stage several times at Shenandoah with a. Uh, okay, but do you remember there was the the fire alarm went off. For that show too. It was the smoke. It yeah. was. It was the smoke. smoke detector. Yes, because this is my curse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he was like in the air, or the cross was in yeah, the air. Yeah, he was up on the cross, yeah. and all of a sudden the voice came out of nowhere. It was like, attention! Fire! Please Fire. leave the building. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> it was the peacock feathers, guys. It was the peacock feathers. So when that happened, do you remember that that actually happened? Because it happened like three or four times during. Um, uh, dress during tech week mm -hmm. and the fire department would have to come out and turn everything off which is why I didn't look for the sprinklers because I was like well the fire department's going to have to come out no it turns out the building's old I couldn't turn the sprinklers off now I know <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we ended up doing Medea outside that day <laughs> we, were, we went for like authentic Greek experience right um, but no when it happened uh, matinee of Jesus Christ Superstar that year because I was Sue's assistant that year so mm. I had to house manage that matinee and they had brought in busloads of people from the senior living center and so <laughs> so we all had to evacuate and go stand in the parking lot yeah and I had these like 12 year old ushers who were supposed to be helping me who had no clue and so this this teen comes up to me and he's like um do you see that lady over there and I was like, yes. She lost her husband. And he has Alzheimer's. And I was like, okay, uh, do you have a description? Do you know what, what, what he looks like? Yes. 
He's wearing gray pants and he has white hair. Wow. And we're like in a scene. <laughs> he was eventually found. They were reunited. Oh, good. Okay. You know, like the fire department came. We all went back and finished the show. It was fine. But it was like, like that was my introduction to house managing. Oh my gosh. No peacock feathers, everyone. No peacock feathers ever. Um, I'm mindful of everybody's time, including Matt. You have something you have to do yep. after five, right? Yep. So let's, we are almost, we're over an hour at this point so let's wrap with just a few things so now you are the manager of that theater company right yep. and you are um, trying to get rights for shows you are um, <laughs> doing all that kind of work uh, still performing sometimes Occasionally. and and you will I guess you're here just for a few more days yeah. or and then you're okay and when you go home to Germany, what, in your downtime, what are things that you have enjoyed escaping from all everything else on like streaming or something else? Is there any like series or things that have been like your happy Books. place? Books, yeah, anything. yeah. Um, I always go digital. He always goes print. So well, go. yeah. So I actually like I'm a huge Kindle reader. So um, mm -hmm. so in between those two. Yes. Yeah. So in between those two. Um, yeah, no, I knew you were going to ask me this. So we, we actually never got TV in Germany because we couldn't figure out how, like there's AFN, which is the Armed Forces Network over there, but we could never figure out how to get that hooked up and nothing else really appealed to us. So we've, we've been streaming exclusively for a while. So we usually do like one show at a time and it takes us forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm way behind on everything, but um, we did start watching during COVID. Everybody kept saying to me, oh my God, are you watching Mrs. Maisel? Like, you have to watch mm -hmm. Mrs. Maisel. It's so good. Um, and I was like, okay, okay. And then one of my friends from Omaha um, actually did a featured guest role on season four. And I was like, okay, well, now I really have After to start watching right, the show. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, it's about a feisty, foul-mouthed Jewish woman who, like, <laughs> can rock a vintage wardrobe. And her tagline has tits in it. Yeah, I can see why people felt like this was... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so but it's also really good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's so it's, funny. And it's, it's so poignant. It's so, yeah, that's the thing. It's so, like, real, like it hits all the right notes. Yeah, so good. Yeah. All right. Highly recommend it, guys, if you haven't watched it. We have not started it yet. Oh I've God, heard so of fun. it. fun. Yeah. And the wardrobe, like, the the scenic design of it. Yeah, it's a period it's, piece. It's a period it's all piece. It's gorgeous. I feel like I've watched a couple episodes. Maybe. Zero. Really? Didn't we try to? Anyway. The well, pilot sucks, honestly. Like yeah, it's the, the worst. Yeah, the pilot is terrible. Like you have to get through that, but then yeah. the rest of it's good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I. This has been a first, and we had barking dogs. We had uh, me going to the basement for. We had mail artifacts. We had mail. We had uh, ginger snaps by something. Well, you that, had ginger snaps. I did. I offered. <laughs> I offered everyone else. Amy, we love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. This is so amazing to see you after so long. The, that's the ginger snaps, and he's looking snaps. at how many calories is in. No, see. I'm looking to see where they're from. Sweden. All right. Well, there. I was Close. trying to get fancy for my European it, living friends. It, it ends in an N. At least it's not from Pennsylvania Dutch country. All right. It's got an E and an N in it. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Do you guys and just want to go ahead and do your uh... oh, our intro outro. Oh, let's do our outro in front of a live studio guest audience. Oh my gosh, we had so much fun. So that was the outro. I, I don't know. I've never done this. So <laughs> it was so great to see Amy. Yeah, even though she's still sitting here. Yeah, we had a good time eating in front of her. All time. Yeah, everyone had a good time. Uh, the mail came. The dogs barked, and um, she hasn't left. 
our house in fear disgust so i think it went great um if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Post it where you post things. Share it where you share things. You can follow us under Connor and Smith, again with an ER, on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, please join the Discord page. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. You can also add to the late 90s Spotify playlist. Of songs, it's like a big mixtape that we all share digitally. Love is a battlefield. That's eighties. Um, so uh, you can check all that out in the description of this podcast. This has been a treat. Check out the pictures on Discord that you're gonna. Yeah, post. I'm gonna put the 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 um, flyer brochure photos in the photo of this monstrous. Um, pen holder from the nineties. The Discord yeah. name just bothers me. It feels like we're looking for a fight. <laughs> it feels like go on there and be discordiant. Or disconnected. Or, I don't understand the word discord. Uh, discord could also just be discussion with some. I'm going to have a discourse. Mm. Discord. Um, yeah, I always thought it was like an argument. Yeah. Like you're going to go like, we're going to come go and, and talk about... Come and us on discord. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come and tell us what we did wrong. Right. There's not any of that Judge on us. there. If you've seen, there's none of that on there. And it's what beautiful. I love is it's a great space for people who don't social media a lot. To put things um, that they feel like their aunt and their mom aren't going to see. And not that there's anything sorted. It's just that, you know, you don't always want the photos from college uh, around for your students to see. So, at any rate, we love you all. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.